Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing today? How is, how are your Christmas or other uh, holidays, depending on what you celebrate? How are your plans coming along? And what are your thoughts about 2020 and going into 2021? Um, Mixed bag, I'm sure. Um, But uh, there's actually a lot of good things going on in the world right now. So I hope that you're able to be grateful for what you do have and grateful for what is going on in the world that that is a positive step. I want to remind you, as always, I want to be your career coach. And what does that mean? Let's talk about that for just a second. Many of you have taken advantage of this podcast. This is episode number 157. So there's a ton of really great content out there on the podcast. Many others of you have been attending the weekly webinars that I offer every Thursday at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern. And I have resources on my website and in my social media posts, and you are welcome to those. And for many of you, that's all you will ever need. You are welcome to consume that information and be interested in the topics that I speak and write on. Others, if you want to take it further, you want to be in a committed relationship with me. You want someone to help you take this faster, further than you can on your own. You recognize that what you are doing now, how you're approaching your job search is not working and it's not getting you the results that you want and you want more. And that's when it's time to step up and have a conversation with me. We do a one hour consult where I take you through questions about what's going on now. Where do you want to go in the next 12 months? Where do you want to be a year from now? What, if anything, you've done to get there? I ask you about your confidence level in uh, in certain key areas of your job search. And I get a sense of what is working and not working in your job search. I give some metrics from you. And then after that, I prescribe for you. I let you know if I can help you. I let you know what that will look like. Usually there's a couple of options that, that I can show you. And then we can, I can answer any questions about those options, and I can also overcome, help you overcome the mind drama that, that may come with putting money out on yourself, especially if that is something that you haven't done. You've always been sort of a do-it-yourselfer in every area of your life. And believe me, I applaud do-it-yourselfers. I also think there's a time to recognize that you know, your efforts with the plumbing have actually not made the plumbing better. It's actually made the plumbing worse or the your efforts to fix the electrical um, issues in your home has likely gotten you, you know, shocked a few times. And it's no different with your job search. You're trying to do something that you really need a professional's help with. So if that is the case, my uh, contact information is in the show notes. You can schedule a call with me. And there is absolutely no obligation on that call. I am here to serve, uh, but I will let you know what it would look like to work with me. So I hope you'll take advantage of that if you are ready to go from interested to committed. So today we're talking about overcoming an employment gap. This is an issue that a lot of clients, I think I think a lot of my podcast topics come from. This is what clients are asking about. This is what clients are concerned about. And certainly employment gaps in 2020 are a big issue. And it may be that your gap is because of COVID. It could be that you have a series of employment gaps that predate COVID by many years. So I want to talk about 
about that from both an internal perspective and an external perspective. And what I mean by that is the internal perspective is what you are making this mean, this employment gap, what you are thinking about it, and from an external perspective, what you are doing about it. The first thing I want to say is if your employment gap is in 2020, you have somewhat of a pass, right? Because there are so many people. So you are one of many. And whenever you are one of many, i.e., you are one of 250 that were eliminated from the company due to COVID, or you were part, I had, I worked with a, um, a hospital uh, in Southeast Alabama a few years ago, and they had some, I don't know, $5 million shortfall that they had to make up. They'd done all the other cuts that they could do, and the hospital still needed to cut $5 million. So then it became a personnel issue. And there were a hundred and I want to say it's like 150 people that got terminated from the hospital. So then you are, again, one of many, and that always sort of deflects any questions about was it a performance-based issue? Was there a reason you were terminated? So let's start with these internal kind of pieces of this, what you are thinking. So the first thing I want you to do in this process is acknowledge your role, if you had one, in the reason you have an employment gap. This is not to beat yourself up. This is not to, you know, fall on your sword. This is simply to acknowledge your role. Okay, here's what I could have done differently. I probably didn't handle that well. And it could be it could be the work that you were doing that led to the determination or it could be maybe you could have changed and done you could have reacted to the the termination differently so just acknowledging it just as you would if a friend came to you and said here's what I did you would have compassion for them you might they might want your advice about how you could have handled it different they could have handled it differently but they're you're not going to be beating them up for that and I don't want you to beat yourself up for it either so just acknowledge that if you had a role now if you had no role in it it was a COVID issue and you look back and genuinely think you know there was no reason for them to fire me but for COVID then that's okay too step two I really want you to clean up your thoughts with, you know, this can be about your former boss, you, yourself, um, your employer, the company that you worked for. It's not going to serve you to go forward with hate or with anger or with whatever the negative emotion is that you have. So I really want you to get some mental hygiene around this, right? So step one is kind of, okay, here's what happened. Here's the Here's the, you know, here's the situation. Here was my role in it, if any. Here's what I could have done differently. And next time, if it happens again, here's I'll do it differently. And then also working through those thoughts. Because here's the thing that I know for sure. You were supposed to be terminated. Or if you, maybe your employment gap is because you voluntarily left. And maybe you thought you had another job lined up. Or you thought it would be easier to line up another job. And you ended up with a big employment gap. It happened exactly the way it was supposed to happen. And the way that I know that is because that's how it happened. You had an employment gap of X number of months or even X number of years, and you had an employment gap for this reason, whatever the whatever the circumstance was. That's how it was supposed to happen. So there's no benefit. There's no upside to carrying anger, frustration, hurt, you know, pain, from that former employer, that former boss, whatever the situation was, there's no point in carrying it forward. It will not serve you. So getting clean about that, coming to 
a conclusion about those emotions, like allowing them, don't, don't try to suppress them, process them, allow them to be there and then, and then release them. Step three, I think it's an, an amazing opportunity for you to spend some time journaling. So thinking about what did you learn during your employment gap? What did you learn about yourself? What did you learn about the world of work while you were maybe job searching? What did you learn about friends and former colleagues and family? I want you to stay in a positive space with this. This is really almost a form of a gratitude journal. You know, even if something negative happened, you can pull the positive out of it. So for example, if you maybe reached out to a former colleague that you thought you were really good friends with after you were terminated, maybe they're still at the company and they didn't want to talk to you or they said they weren't allowed to talk to you or, or whatever the case may be, you get to decide what that make what that means. And you can decide that it means that they don't like you and that you're not a good person, but there's no upside to that. What if you decided that that relationship is complete? There's no animosity here. There's no anger here. That was a relationship for a time and a place, and that time and that place had left. And and what did I learn from that? Well, I learned that maybe maybe the upside is I learned that some people that I work with will never be my friends outside of work, and that's okay. They will be my friends in the context of my job, in the context of that building or that environment, and that is it. So really thinking about what did you learn? What did you learn about yourself? Did you develop a new skill? Did you develop a new hobby? Did you get to do some cool things? Did you work on some home projects? What did you get to do with your family or your your other friends, the ones that are really uh, staying with you during this time? So that's step number three is that journaling process. And then step number four, setting intentions about moving forward and then having a concrete plan to get there. So you've worked through the past, you've allowed yourself to grieve the loss of that job, or you've allowed yourself to grieve the thought of having an employment gap and how will I deal with it? And what does this mean about me? You're moving forward. So now here's what I'm going to do. I have a plan in place and my focus is now on the future. So that's a four-step process for doing the internal work, the mental hygiene that you really need to do. So acknowledge any role that you played in the employment gap. Clean up your thoughts about your former employer and your former boss and yourself. Spend some time journaling to think about the good that came from this situation, what you've learned about yourself and the world of work, your friends, family, colleagues during this employment gap, and then set your intention for moving forward. Let's talk next about what you are doing. So this is the external aspects of overcoming an employment gap. So step number one, oftentimes when there is an employment gap, I will remove months of employment from a client's resume and also from their LinkedIn profile. So for example, if you, let's just say in in 2020, you lost your job at the beginning of COVID in March of 2020, and in, let's just say in December, you get a new job. Well, if you put those dates on your resume, those months of employment, then it's going to show that, what is that, maybe an eight, nine month gap. If you just say, 
you know, I had a job, it went through 2020, and then starting in 2020 to present, I now work at such and such a company. Now we don't have an obvious employment gap. I want to be clear in saying that we are not lying. You do not have to put anything on your LinkedIn profile that, or, or in your resume that does not serve you, that does not benefit you. So if there's no upside to having those months of employment, why include them? Certainly, if you have to fill out an application for that employer, you will. they may even ask for the date, the days of employment, the exact day that you started and ended, but they, it is not required for your resume, so leave them off. Step two, consider addressing your employment gap in your cover letter, especially if it's been longer. So especially that even when you take off the months of employment, you're going to have a gap, right? So you left the old company in 2019 and you don't get a new job until 2021, you know, there's a there's going to be an employment gap no matter what you do. And the way to handle this is to explain it without oversharing. So don't go down any kind of negative ro- road about the company, about the boss, um, anything about yourself, certainly. Just say, this is the situation. Um, I have a client that I'm working with right now, and his situation was that he was in a senior leadership role with a plant, and um, they brought in a new general manager for the plant, and the general manager wanted to formulate her own team. And because he was in one of those senior leadership roles reporting directly to the plant manager, he was terminated. And so we didn't go down the road of how ugly it was with her until he got terminated. We didn't go down the road of, you know, anything that he tried to do to rectify the situation. It didn't serve him. Just kept it really basic. Step three is to prepare your answer to the question, why have you been out of work for X number of months? And then practice saying that. Um, Or the question may be, how have you grown during your period of unemployment? I, I did a podcast and I don't remember the number, I apologize. But it was kind of, you know, how to deal with an employment. Like, what do you do during this time? How can you grow? And what are some things that you can do? Um, it's been a while ago, so it's a pretty long ago, and if you can find it. But it's this idea of, you know, here I've had some downtime. What have I done? Have I sat around and licked my wounds? Or have I, you know, we, we planned an addition to the house. We traveled extensively in the Southwest. We, um, my, um, I started taking foreign language classes, whatever it is. And then why have you been out of work is more a question about addressing maybe your job search strategy. Maybe they want to get a little bit in your head to find out, you know, have you just been, again, licking your wounds? So it's okay to say, after I was terminated, I decided I would give myself six months before I started looking again. I had a good severance package from the company, and I wanted to take that time to just recharge my batteries, um, refocus myself, and be ready to do a job search in six months. That's a perfectly good answer, assuming that it's the truth, of course. Step number four is to keep networking. And this is one I'm really seeing clients struggle with, right? So as the job search goes on, the employment gap lengthens. They tend to let embarrassment or fear of what others will think deter them from what is really the most effective job search strategy that you have in your arsenal. So this is a time to double down on your networking, not let up on it. The next step is to consider updating your education, your certifications, your skills. I like this to start with looking at the job postings for positions that I'm really interested in. 
really exciting jobs that I would be qualified but for, right? So what is the but for that I'm seeing in more than one job offer and job posting? So this is not just some random person saying we want you to have this credential, but you're seeing a theme, a trend that they want, you know, a master's degree. They want an MBA. They want a certain designation, a certain skill set. So what do I have relative to that and how can I attain that level that they're asking for? In many cases, just beginning it. So with the example of an MBA, you don't want to be out of work for two years while you complete an MBA, but you can put on your resume that you are in an MBA program and you have started. And in many cases, that will be enough to at least get you the interview, at which time you have an opportunity to sell them on all the other things that you bring to the table that more than compensate for the fact that you don't already have a master's degree. The point here is that you don't want to compound an employment gap with outdated skills and qualifications. And as that gap lengthens, and I'm really talking about it being a current employment gap right now, obviously it's a little bit of a different strategy if, it, if your employment gap was two years ago. But if it is current, the perception is, depending on what field you're in, your skills are getting rusty, your your qualifications are becoming outdated, so you want to do everything that you can to counter that. Step six is to create a motivating job search routine that allows you to get daily reinforcement for doing the things you set out to do. So I'm a big fan of calendaring everything in. But I don't want you to just say, okay, I'm going to job search from 10 to 12 every day. I want you to write out in your calendar what, is our, what are the activities? And this is the process that I take my clients through with coaching is, okay, let's plan out the four or five job search strategies that you're going to engage in. Let's come up with action steps for each of those strategies. And then they take that and calendar that in. So they know that when they have a block to work on, you know, networking, what exactly are they going to be doing during that time? It's so easy to become unstructured and kind of loosey-goosey or just plain out stay in bed as the weeks drag on. I talked to a client yesterday who has just really lost all of her mojo, and she knows, her head knows what she needs to be doing, and her head knows that what she is currently doing will not get her the results that she wants, which is why she reached out to me. But she has really allowed her thoughts about the job market and herself and this pandemic to lower her motivation level. And that is absolutely the kiss of death for your job search. So keep the structure, keep the routine, follow through on what you say that you're going to do. And then I like daily reinforcements. Now, be careful that the daily reinforcements don't have a net negative effect because a glass, you know, a glass of wine in the evening because you did everything is great. A bottle of wine, maybe not so much. You know, a run, I get to go walk the dog. I'm going to go bop around my favorite store and, and just window shop. But, you know, obviously that anything taken to excess can become a problem. So be careful. Step number seven, consider ways that you can kind of keep your skills current as well as maybe get you out of the home, depending on what it is. You may be able to do it virtually or it may be that you have to go somewhere to do this and allow you to network. So volunteering, temping, taking on consulting engagements, these are all ways to keep your skills current and get you out of the house. Also, you're interacting with people you're potentially meeting your next new employer or someone who can direct you to that next employer. 
And you may, depending on which scenario it is, you might even earn some money. So, so some upside on that. If, you know, there's an issue around your unemployment benefits and you can't be earning anything, then you want to go the volunteer route, obviously. But consulting engagements, if you are at a mid or an upper level in what you do and can be considered, you know, at least two steps ahead of other people in what you do, you can put yourself out there as a consultant. And I will tell you, I've had many clients that have consulting engagements on their resumes when they had an employment gap and they did not get paid for them. It was a friend who said, hey, while you're out of work, would you mind helping me with this in your area of expertise? Or in some cases, it's not even in their area of expertise. But they were glad to do it. It looks good on their resume. It's meaty and substantive. And it doesn't matter to anyone, really, that they weren't compensated financially for that consulting engagement. So those are the seven steps for the that kind of outward action steps. Let me give those to you again. So number one, remove the months of employment from your resume and your LinkedIn profile. Number two, consider addressing that employment gap in your cover letter, especially if it's been longer and it still is obvious despite the fact that you've taken the months off. Step number three, prepare and practice your answer to interview questions like why have you been out of work for X number of months or how have you grown during this period of unemployment. Number four, keep networking. Don't let your networking slide off. Number five, consider updating your skills, your credentials, your qualifications, your formal education. Step six, create a motivating job search routine that is very structured and give yourself daily reinforcements for doing the things you set out to do. And then finally, consider volunteering, temping, consulting engagements as a way to keep your skills current, get yourself out there. Um, So, you know, it's, and and what I want to say about number seven is it's that balance, right? So if you're looking full-time for a job right now, you don't necessarily want to give 40 hours of your week to one of these things, especially if it doesn't pay money. So you really want to look at the cost benefit, like how much time, so let's take the example of volunteering. How much time can I volunteer every week or every month and still meet my my job search goals, still get everything done that I want to do. Maybe I'm also updating some skills and some credentials. So I'm doing an online course or whatever else is going on. And I want to make sure that I have time for all of it. So I hope this has been helpful. Don't forget to check me out on the socials, rate, review, subscribe to this podcast, you guys. What the heck? Tell your friends, subscribe, write me something great in the um, in the comments when you get to review it. So Uh, I hope to hear wonderful things, as I often do from you guys. And I will see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach. So be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.